What is up, everybody? Back again. Another episode of the Fan Section Podcast coming your way. My name is Alan, and I am your host, and I am very excited. We are continuing our spring ball outlook uh, on a bunch of teams that I've actually written down. Very excited to cover these teams, give you guys an outlook on what I think to expect, spring ball battles, uh, spring ball competitions, just everything and anything you need to know about the spring on these uh, these three following teams um, as we continue that outlook, like I said. So, Real quick, this is the Fan Section Podcast. for fans, by fans from across the college landscape. Section 100, Section 300. Bleachers down to the suites. We welcome everybody. Thank you guys so much for coming down and listening. Um, we, we love you guys. Uh, I love you guys. Can't wait to um, get more of your feedback. I got a couple questions, which I'm very excited to actually go over um, finally. So thank you guys so much for reaching out and asking the questions. Um, we are also live on TikTok, which is a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, if you have any other, uh, want to get the mailbag, Twitter, Facebook, um, we are on Instagram, we're on TikTok now, which is awesome. So like I said, a lot of, of very, um, fun social media platform things that are coming your way. So, um, without further ado, let's just dive right into it. So the teams that I've highlighted previously this game are going to be the Baylor Bears, the West Virginia Mountaineers, and the Nebraska Cornhuskers. So, uh, three teams that... Two of them are – one of them is really good, one of them is kind of mediocre, and one of them is just really bad, and one of them needs to fire their coach today. But we'll dive into that here in a second. And I, I'll, I think what I wanted to do is just go back and, like, give you a good – a really good team, a really decent team, or, you know, a mediocre team, and then a team that's kind of like, what the hell do they have to do to get back on track, right? So I've kind of just revamped it a little bit in that sense. Um, so, yeah, we'll start with the Baylor Bears. Can they repeat as the Big 12 champs? I think absolutely I do. Um, I don't consider them as anything other than a contender at this point and potentially even a dark horse for the college football playoff. It just depends on how they do in the Big 12. I mean, obviously for a Big 12 team, which has been in the college football playoff before, they they need to go undefeated for sure. And they need to actually they need to win the resume and they need to win the eye test, um, which I think is a little unfair. Because the fact that the committee didn't expand eight to eight teams, I mean, you would have had Baylor, and I think that would have been a very exciting matchup for whoever they played. Because I wasn't, I think Baylor had kind of a really sneaky good defense, but their offense was insane. Um, but yeah, so but the, what I wrote down here is, can they repeat as Big Twelve champs? Can Dave Aranda, who um, who got extended through twenty twenty nine, continue that success? The recruiting class was uh, for Baylor a little bit down actually, so. Um, I'm, I'm very, very interested to see, but they are returning possibly the best offensive line in the country. So it all starts in the trenches, as we all know, and that line is veteran experienced, very old, very strong, and very, very, very experienced again. I know I said experienced twice because that's just what's going to win the games for them is that O-line. They haven't seen anything in college that you're not going to, they, they, that you're going to throw at them differently. So that's very, very good. Um, and then I wrote down, will Shapin take, uh, the starting job from Bohannon? So, or sh- sh- yeah, Shapin. Um, it's really, really, uh, I don't think so. I think Bohannon, uh, kind of has that job wrapped up as far as the, um, you know, that, that big battle there. Cause experience matters for me. Um, and I think it's easy to go with Shapin cause he's the future for sure. Um, and I'm probably butchering his last name, but that's okay. But you, you recruited him for a reason. I get that. And a lot of fans are kind of clamoring that they want to actually – they want him to to get the get the starting reins now. I don't think that's the case. I think if you're – especially if you're Baylor and, you just, and you're just Dave Aranda and you just got extended to the 2029 season, you're, you're trying to make your mark in the college football playoff, right? So the best way to do that is to go with the guy that got you there and kind of the, the, go with the guy that got you the Big 12 championship and – 
go with that big old line and trust him. And I think Bohannon is that guy. And I think he's got, I wouldn't say he's a first round pick or anything like that. He's not an elite quarterback by any measure. No, but he's going to get the job done. He's going to make the right decisions. He's going to be a very, very good, very solid quarterback for you. Um, and like I said, there's nothing any, you, you're going to throw at anything for him. And I wrote this down. Connor Galvin is for sure. Just lock it up now. Connor Galvin is a for sure first round pick. Um, the guy is an absolute monster. And I, I, he, he stands off the page. Every single highlight or every single big run starts because of Connor Galvin. Like, no joke. It's insane how his point of attack is very, very good. His footwork for a guard is insane. Um, I, I just – I absolutely love him. Um, so, yeah. Uh, and then uh, moving on, we got West Virginia. So, Neil Brown coming into the season is definitely going to be on the hot seat. So, Having said that, West Virginia Mountaineer fans, don't fret because I still think you're going to be okay. Um, I don't think that you're going to – it really just depends. I mean, a five-win season is is obviously he's fired. Um, down – long are the days of the 2000-2002 seasons, you know what I mean, with like Noel Devine and Steve Slayton and Patrick White – or sorry, Devin White. Um, but, yeah, like West Virginia, you're just looking for something like – to repeat right you're looking for a, uh, something to stand on you're looking for something to hang your head on and unfortunately last season wasn't one of them um but you guys did bring over graham harrell which is the new he's going to run a new air raid offense which is going to be for at usc it was 298 yards per game which was good enough for 17th in the nation so the question is does nico or green uh have experience to to actually kind of run that offense so i think garrett green is going to be the starter um for for that offense i think he's got more of an accurate down ball um kind of push it vertical offense like he's got that arm for it i think he actually fits in that system pretty well and he's like i said he's very accurate on that on that long ball as well um so yeah it's it's one of those things where you like you really want west virginia to be good you know what i mean but unfortunately like not everybody can be good at the, every single year right i'm looking for them to take stepping stones i'm looking for them to take the next leap and i think with graham harrell who came over make no mistake if they fired neil brown Graham Harrell's likely going to become the next head coach. I There's no other reason why he would have came over like this. I mean, the guy knows offense. West Virginia really, really has been known for offense in the past, like, you know, 10 years. That's what you kind of feel. They, they weren't really known for defense. Come on. Like, but that air raid system and that offense is what I'm very, very excited to see, how they actually do it. And with Green, is the, he's got the experience. Um, my other question is, can Lynn Dixon be the next great back? You know what I mean? Like, can Lynn Dixon be in that Noel Devine category? Can can he bring back – West Virginia was, for a while, known as a very, very solid running back program. Like, they would churn out running backs that were really, really good in the NFL. Um, can they get back to that? And I think Lynn Dixon can be there. I have him as a third-round grade right now in the 2023 class, um, if, I were to, if he were to declare, which I don't think he will. Um, but, yeah, so – West Virginia, there's there's more questions than answers, unfortunately, which leads us to the next team, which has a ton of questions, no answers, no light. But going back to West Virginia, Neil Brown, you need to have a big year, otherwise you're going to be looking for you know other employment opportunities. You better have your affairs in order. Um, so yeah, Nebraska. Speaking of having your affairs in order, Scott Frost, the fact that he is still hired and he's still on this like he's still on this thing. But if you're a Nebraska fan, there is hope. Because if you're anti Scott Frost, which I have a lot of friends that are, they can't stand the guy, and I think it's hilarious. But he did get a he did reduce his his buyout reduction, like so he restructured his deal for a, a cheaper buyout reduction. So all signs are pointing that this is going to be Scott Frost last year. 
pending a national championship, which won't have, let's be, let's be absolutely clear. Nebraska will not win. I will go on record and say this because I'm saying it right now and I'll tweet this and I'll put this on Facebook. Nebraska won the national title ever with Scott Frost ever. There's no way in hell that they win a national championship. So unfortunately that's the only thing that can save his job. Um, and even then Nebraska fans will be pissed. Like they'd be like, we don't even want to win if it means the fact that Scott Frost, like there's, there's friends that I've talked to that have said, I would rather them lose a national like I would rather them lose every single game than win a national title just so I know for, Scott Frost is gone. The fact that they hate this guy so much is just brutal. Um, but yeah, so Scott Frost did bring. I mean, his seat is like it's 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 an inferno around him. Like the fact that he's like wherever he walks, there's fire. Um, let's just put it that way. But he did get he did make a decent move. New offense coordinator Mark Whipple, after a great year of Pitt with 41 points a game, is coming on over. I think that's going to help Nebraska. Um, but the problem is I have no idea who their quarterback is going to be. I don't even know their names. Like, I looked at the depth chart, and I was like, none of these guys are listed. I mean, they the fact that you have four players, that two of them are transfers and two of them are recruited – means that you don't even know yourself who's going to – you brought in you, – you hit the portal, which is fine. That's a great idea. But the fact that you hit the portal and you, you got in two players, so Casey Thompson and Chubba Purdy, and then you have Logan Smothers and Heinrich Harburg. If I were to bet, I would say it was going to be Casey Thompson as the starter. Um, but they're – I mean, the part, Purdy and Thompson both have played a little bit minimally, so there's no experience to go off of. Like, this is basically flat out who looks the best in camp, which I kind of like as a quarterback competition because it's the best player, who gets the best reps, meaning who makes, if you're with a third team or second team reps, can you make can you elevate that team to look like a first team offense? And it's Nebraska, let's be honest, they're probably going to be able to do that. Um, and then – I. But don't count at Logan Smothers. I think I think Heinrich is kind of the, unfortunately the odd man out. Expect one of these guys to for sure transfer, which would be hilarious if you have a Trevor Purdy who doesn't get the job, transferred in, and then likely a year later transfers out. Um, but that can easily happen. You know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, it's one of those things where it really just depends. Like, um, yeah, unfortunately, though, Nebraska, I, I wish I had better news, but I don't because you're, you're Nebraska – you have four, two of them are transfers. You don't even have a quarterback. It's just figure that out. Um, Whipple has his hands full for sure. Um, but if anybody can make Kenny Pickett a star like he did, then I believe that the quarterbacks are actually in a little bit – they might be in a little bit better situation than I'm giving them credit for. But I just don't believe in, in, in Scott Frost letting Whipple be able to do what he needs to do. So – Real quick, yeah, Baylor looks like a college football playoff team. If they under, if they go undefeated, they absolutely should be in. West Virginia needs a bowl in for Arden, um, which to keep his job, unfortunately, and that's just the, they need a, not only a bowl, um, like appearance, and they'll, they'll, I think they'll go bowling. I think I have them as a, a you know five to seven win team, but they need a bowl win for sure. Um, unfortunately, they'll probably, he'll probably be fired before that bowl win, um, and there's no way that they don't move on from Scott Frost after that amazing. Um, restructure the deal, which is basically him reducing his buyout, knowing that the writing is on the wall. So, thank you guys so much. This has been the Fan Section Podcast. We've covered three, you know, pretty pretty amazing college teams that have, you know, have been known for legacy. You can put it that way. Um, but yeah, thank you guys. Like I said, again, um, we did have a couple questions that I will answer in the next episode. Um, I didn't get a chance to hit those today, unfortunately. 
But that's okay. Um, I'll get them. Like I said, I'll keep doing them. If you leave this five-star review, I'll definitely read that on air as well. And once again, this is the Fan Section Podcast. My name is Alan, and I am out.